0: So, good day, everyone. This is Jomo Climate Initiative. And this is the first edition of our series, Nigerian Waste Palava. And <laughs> it's going to be, a, a, we're going to be talking about Nigeria's waste palava. We use the word palava because it, um, it relates to us in Nigeria. We like that and, I mean mean it, it shows that it's something that we need to take. Serious and important because we need to be looking at the future of our nation and the future that we are handing you know, over the, the the nation we are handing over to our children and uh, future generations. So we me we have some very awesome people, and we'll be having this conversation on the on this our first series. So this is just going to get, give an overview. Today we're talking about some. We're we'll just be going straight to so Nigeria's Waste, talking about specifics and stuff. So I have some, some people on board. I have Moshekbe and I have Jyuan Sarumi. Moshekbe Kesha and Jyuan So um, they'll be introducing themselves to us. Um, we also have Deepo. Deepo will be joining us very soon. And once we get on board, and I'm sure these people are here to give us wonderful insights, perspective, and knowledge so stay tuned we're talking about the week's palabra in nigeria and i would like our co- um, my co-anchors to introduce themselves to us and shope would you introduce yourself to us tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're here
1: okay hi everyone my name is uh, moshope kisha but i can call myself moshope green haha <laughs> because uh, I'm here because I have a passion for environmental development and I know we all can see the problems we face with um, environmental development in and challenges we all face in terms of waste management so we're here to rub heads, rub minds, you know Put thoughts together and see how we can, in our own little ways, contribute to the development of that sector in Nigeria.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Shokwe. Yes, it's important to contribute to the development of um, our economy in a sustainable way. Thank you, Shokwe. So, uh, over to you, Jumwon. Introduce yourself to us, please. All right. Hello,
2: everyone. Um, good evening. Uh, my name is Armi um, um Data um, analysts and you know my passion is um looking for a way we could use data to actually solve this waste palaver you know getting information that could enhance proper decision making that could you know um that could improve waste management in nigeria and i believe if we have this data we could use it in you know improving the waste management aspects and in turn is going to like give lot of important benefits to
0: the citizens and the economy of the country all right thank, thank you very much thank you John i really appreciate that I, I one thing I picked up on what you said was um Getting information, getting insight from data to tackle the environmental problem, and and we see that our country in the latest, um, in this, in recent times, have been as moving into the tech space. We've been having a lot of agri tech, fintech, food tech. Mm-hmm. A lot of tech companies bringing up to solve so to create to solve problems that existed in such sectors. So uh, it's it's good. To, I'm sure you're one of the pioneers in solving our environmental problem nigeria now let's go straight down to the topic um and we're talking about waste so um i uh, the first question we need to ask ourselves is what is waste what do we consider waste So, shope, um what do you what 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 do you think waste is what is waste why do we why, why are we talking about waste what is waste please what share something with us please
1: okay thank you very much thank you um I'd like to speak in the words of my you know lecturer or I would like to say a woman, a mentor I like that introduced me to the environmental space. She told us that waste, one man's waste is another man's resource. so since then, I kind of stopped calling it waste and I started calling it resource you know so, waste definitely to one person is any unwanted material that you think or you feel like you no longer need All right. For somebody else it could be a resource it could be a need it could be a want so that's why i think it varies based on you know different people so to me waste is resource for different people
0: that's that's nice that's nice so one thing i picked is you know we some people an item could be a waste to some people that item would be a resource and that reminds me yeah. of a term um, in industrial ecology where there is no waste. Yeah, the principle of industrial yeah. ecology is there is no waste, yeah. no waste. zero waste. And so, um, John, what 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 do you think? Why do you think people make the decision to um, describe the thing as waste? What why why would you describe something as waste if it could be a resource? John.
2: Okay, um I feel um why majority of us term um the resource as waste is because um according to some people waste can be defined as uh, as um items as objects that are not are not useful to them anymore so whenever it's not useful to them and they are not enlightened by that another person might find this then the term waste. So what, what I'm just trying to say is, um, waste itself is it's, it's, it's termed, um, and a, and a material that is not in use anymore is termed waste because he or she that termed waste doesn't have knowledge about what it can be converted to or really? what use it can have for another person. So that's why it is termed waste. So I feel, with proper um, education, proper sensitization, um, we all are going to realize a uh, come to an actualization that waste as we call it can also be useful as resource for
0: other people. Thank you. Um, thank you very much, Jamal. Sorry, let me just, can
1: I just chip in Great. something, just an addition. Sorry, to what you yeah. said. Yes, we spoke about waste being you know, waste to a particular person because, because of the lack of awareness of you know what to do with that material sometimes it might not just be awareness sometimes it might be the non-existence of let me say alternatives you get or non-existence of um processes just like if we use plastic waste for example All
0: right.
1: so most of us most of us use um single-use plastic bottles, you know, food yeah, bottles yeah. and stuff that's like true. that. Yeah. Knowing that these things can also still be converted to other things. Yeah,
0: yeah that, but that, 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 that's true, that's true. And
1: you know, because there is no facility, there's no strategy in place, there's no this in place. You know, if it's going to take, if it's going to, how would I put it, get out of your way of doing things, then you rather just dispose of it, even when you know that it can still be turned to somebody, something else or yeah. So, at least yeah. just the awareness. That's not the only
0: restriction to why people have waste. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm, so, from what you guys have just said, I can pick out like three things. Um, the first thing is information and education. People are not adequately educated on what the resource could be or what what the term as waste could be converted to or what could be done with what a term as waste. And... Yes. Yeah. One suggested that sensitization is also is a way to tackle this problem. Now, yeah. what um, brought in the perspective that um, there may not be infrastructure or technology, the right technology needed to treat this waste or to convert well, the resource, convert the resource we tag as waste into useful material from, for our daily activities or for the consumption of man. Or to be used in industrial process so it's not the awareness then then maybe i'm looking at it in this way that what if um what could be the problem if you have so you're saying if we have information we have sensitization education on waste management and resource um or let's say on industrial ecology which covers with zero waste and everything and we also have technology now when we're talking about technology we're talking about applying science to convert these resources and not just applying science having the equipment that would transform you talked about plastic if there's no there was no industry I, I love the word industry let's use industry if there was no demand or there was no industry to convert that into a demand that people want or a demand that is that needs to be met in the country. It's, it's, it's cause a lot of problems. And people people just and it reminds me that people people won't go out of their way to say, okay, um to, I have I have like tons of waste and I don't know what to do with it. Um I can't treat it away, I can't dispose it because um um I'm still waiting for a technology to be developed. People would naturally want to get the waste out of their environment and they do it somewhere. So that leads us to how do people treat waste. Now we have discovered okay, we have waste normally. So how do we manage waste? Okay, um John has his waste. raised. So Juman, please come in. You you want to drop in something?
2: Um I just wanted to chip in something while you were talking. I, um you mentioned the fact that um, information is very important. And as Shokwe said earlier that one man one man's waste might be another man's resource. Okay. So I, I feel in order for us to like manage this waste, in order for us to reduce this waste, we should know where um where resources are needed and where these resources are not needed. What I mean is, for example, if in a particular community A they they use they take pets. Um, drink a lot, yes. yeah, pet bottle mm-hmm. a lot, and another community prefers um, taking it directly from a cup, a reusable cup. Then you you would see that you should understanding these data as I earlier said would give you an idea of where to focus more so that you don't you don't end up generating more waste because for some people they don't prefer to use a bamboo brush a brush stick they don't prefer to use something recyclable you can't just force it on people because if you have all these things in place that that doesn't still mean they are going to do it so i feel if we gradually understand people from data from information they've given if you understand them Will be able to, you know, penetrate this um, eco-conscious waste reduction lifestyle into them. That's just what I wanted to
0: chip in. Thank All you. Right. Thank you very much, Joan. Thank you very much. And you brought us to something. And and you brought one thing that popped in my head was that uh, it it leads. We need to do a social engineering because some people would not want to use what. Like some recy- recyclable stuff for some people. Be like, why? Oh, I prefer to use what I've been using before. So why are you asking me to? What are you saying about doing this? What's this new product or what's this new way of doing this thing that you want me to do? Do you get? So it's it's, it's it, one thing that reminds me, we need to, as you said, penetrate into the mindset of this uh, of people around us. And you also you also mentioned that. Uh, we also need to be able to uh, be specific in our action. And that brings me to the question that when we are saying we, who is responsible? What is the, res- who is the responsible person? I would, now you, you said um, we need to be, uh, we need to attack this issue. Who are the we? Is it the government? Is it um, the, the private institutions? Is it the industry? Is it the manufacturers of this waste stuff? Is it the people that are consuming? This stuff, because you you now because this waste problem is a problem that is it, it's if you when, you when you analyze it you see that there are faults everywhere, not faults everywhere. It's let's say, it's, as technology developed, people found people found just found themselves doing these things. They found new inventions. Now we are seeing those inventions. We are seeing the side effects of those inventions. The 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 cons of those infections those in, inventions. Or things that made life easier, I and mean, we are saying, okay. These things actually have brought a lot of mess, and they have spoiled cycle of the natural cycle of life, or natural cycle of ma- materials and resources that God deposited on here on earth. So, who is responsible? Who, how do we tackle these things? Um, Juan, um, because you actually have led us into this sphere of discussion. So, wh- what do you think? Um, who do you think how do we take responsibility for this uh managing this our waste problem how do we attack it from what level just give us some insight on that i'm sure you we can spend the whole day talking about it but i want you to just give, give us a rough summary of your idea of who's responsible and what or one of the people responsible and what they can do and how can they can attack it thank you very much over to you so as you said, each and every
2: um, sector industry has a part to play in you know the reduction of waste and the management of waste but I you know the government also has a lot um, a lot of role to play in you know providing policies that could help you know monitor this um, waste management but I feel it shouldn't be left to the government. I, I, I few people that are passionate about the environment, people that are eco-conscious, people that are that are concerned about waste management, could come together as a community, as a group, and everyone brings in their um, their skills and everything. Then we sit down together and look for a way to tackle this. Um, waste menace. We need to tackle this waste palava passionately. And the reason why I said the government is sh- shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be the key people we all look to to solve this problem is because most times people in the government might not have that passion as people that actually have the interests of um, of eco consciousness like. They have the passion to actually solve this waste management issues. So, it like I, and I, I really give credit to organizations that you know bring together like minds and you know other events that bring together like minds, like the climate uh, reality and other yeah, NGOs. Yeah. So I, I, I believe if we all come together, yeah, we are going to be able to you know attack this thing with passion. With passion because you know if we leave it to the government i'm not saying the government will be so sentimental and just money driven but obviously yeah, the government they have to generate revenue and you know yeah yeah about solving this so you have to be, even volunteer to you know solve. so yeah, it's not based exactly. on any what they're going to move on
0: yeah. Sorry, to to do the a to but sorry to cut you short, it's that, um, though with our time and was something that just to add to what you said, before you go into that sphere of discussion, um, something that you said um, reminds me of what happened in the recent elections, um, the U- recent US elections, as you said, we need to be responsible and you know, the government is a representation of these people, a reflection of these people. You get? So, if you have, as you said, if we are now conscious eco-conscious and which is one of our motives and motto, our motto in um, Jomo Climate Change Initiative. That we need to be conscious, we need to raise eco-conscious generations, eco-conscious people who are conscious. So when we vote, we know we are voting for someone, we are putting the people in government to be eco-conscious. Like you said, passion is required. And passion and intent. If you're not intentional about solving our eco problem issues or our environment, climate issues, if there's no passion and there's no intention, we would we would, we would just keep talking about it, debating about it. and there will be no impacts, no actions, no 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 improvements in the discussion. Now, um, we've talked a lot about waste and this thing. Now, I want us to go because this this is our, our topic and our, the theme of our series is Nigeria's waste palava get now let's go Nigerian Nigerian let's come down to our country Nigeria is one of the most populous countries in the whole world and the populous the most populous in Africa now one question that keeps coming to my head is okay does our population affect is our population one of the major factors is our is, is um is a population a very growing population uh very important our booming economy not even a booming economy our booming population that doesn't want to stop increasing i don't know we've tried a lot of family planning and god is helping us though but can this be a major factor to the waste problem we have in Nigeria right now? Shokwe, um you wanted to say something before so um you can drop your comments on what we're talking about before, then also moving to this. Is our population in Nigeria one of the major factors causing this po- this waste falava in Nigeria?
1: Yes, thank you, Shegon, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to, on the question about whose responsibility waste management is, you know, like John said, it's an integrated thing. It's the responsibility of everybody. You know, so you have the private companies and industries, you have the government, and you also have every member of the public. So that's ranging from the NGOs, to the MPs, and all other organizations like that. And like he said, there's so many organizations right now springing up, and are talking for climate justice which is very important because we need people to hold the government accountable we need people to hold these private industries accountable we need people to put them on their toes to make sure that oh they're doing the right things you know for the good of everybody so that's the only way we can really achieve a circular economy which is our strive so now moving into the question of if um, population our uh, increasing population is a major um, factor or plays a major role in our environmental pollution? If I'm clear, that's the question.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, yes.
1: Yes, according to, let's see from the origin of, you know, environmental pollution, it all started with what's man's increase, our increase in population, and then our increase in demand to meet our needs. So as every day, as we're, you know, developing, as we're increasing, we're looking for new ways, new technologies, new strategies, to make sure we want to better our lives but we cannot leave out that environmental aspect you can't take the social and the economic aspect and leave out the environmental aspect it won't work so yes i believe that it's one of mm-hmm. our major problems not the only problem but it's yeah. definitely a major problem for us the contributing
0: factor yes so while we we're, while were discussing um uh, toward or anchor and on this podcast is just walked in and came in, came online and we've been expecting him since so uh, Deepo, welcome and please kindly introduce yourself then also tell us apart from population huh, what do you think can be one of the factors contributing to nigeria's waste palaba or waste problem anywhere you target anywhere you want to target Deepo,
3: okay uh, good evening everybody i'm sorry for my tardiness uh my name is ajabiola Dikuko. uh i'm an environmentalist i um should i say let me say i have always had this interest in environment, and one particular part of the environment i have had interest in is uh, the portion of waste management so From the topic today, uh, the waste management parable of Nigeria. Um, Yes, population is part of uh, what is part of the issues, it's part of what contributes to the problem of waste management in our country. Um, Relating to population, I would want to say the reason why we are having this kind of problem is, yes, related to population, also to um, our level of uh, preparedness as a people, as a government, um, the level of the kind of uh, policies that, were, that should have been put in place, that would have been sustainable i was having a discussion last week with uh, someone from the older generation and he was telling me of how things were when he was small uh, there was some sort of um, orderliness and i was we now go to the part of discussing of, um, about waste he said he said then he was living in a rented apartment so they were all in a compound said after they do doing because they have this thing they call environmental sanitation and there are these people in our language because they, they are the environment environmental officers they are called willy willy so if you don't clean your environment or if you mismanage your waste, the front of your quota is dirty and everything, that, uh, they would arrest you. You will be tried in. There are always uh, this little, little mini courts around that you will be tried. You will go to engage in community service. You uh, might even serve like short prison terms and all. That there was this, there was this some sort of. Uh, Um, checks around and you don't just uh, put your waste together and just burn it in front of you Uh, no the governments were actually uh, active then in terms of uh, dealing with waste so one thing the reason why I'm relating this to population was uh, our country was never really prepared for the population happened from the 1960s and 70s to the year 2010 we're not really we're not really um prepared for it we would see that the rise in population was was very was sporadic that's from having in Nigeria around in as far as I was reading one data as far as uh, as far as um 2000 year 2000 to year 2010 there was like a times times uh times 10 population growth wow. in our country nigeria so i would and if you look at politically from to, from the year 2000 to year 2010 how many how many governments have we had around that time, from 1999 to 2003, 2003 to, to 2007, issue, 2007 you know, to
0: 2010?
3: No, no, no. Um, let me. I'm just com- I'm not. I just want to point out the yeah. listed that we had uh, three sets of governments. So yes. imagine a government working on uh, the data it's got in the year 1999 to 2000. That okay. Normally, if plus with you, you don't you you don't know what can happen in the nearest future like that. So if you are in government around the year nineteen ninety nine, year two thousand, you'll be making your projection your projections that okay. What are the things I want to put in place that would uh, that would be sustainable enough for maybe let's say population growth, or maybe in in the next five years you have like times two population growth, times three population growth. But on getting to the year 2005, it is times 10 population growth and everything just uh, breaks into shampoo. So one problem I always, I was able to point out is uh, that relates to the population boom is our level of preparedness as a people and as a government. Um, that's the problem I can identify. Are we talking about to solve that, or just to identify the problem?
0: Uh, it's. it's okay. good. I think you you kind of did both in a way. You've informed us okay. on how we could also solve it in a way. So um, we've heard about um, the government, our change in government, and our um inability to prepare and i think that's a general nigerian problem we don't really prepare for things we i don't know if we are we plan a lot but not i don't think our plans prepare us for things or prepare us for the future yes it's, it's in our, i don't know if we have to make a curriculum in uh this thing in our educational system or our leadership we need to be prepared for leadership for the future we don't prepare for future we just consume now and there are a lot of studies into that yeah so um we kind of we're kind of running out of time i know we can't just finish everything we want to talk about but one key question that i i want to ask is in the united states we every country has its waste problem everyone has his own like major waste problem but i want us um um, uh this is directed to um you what what is nigeria's major waste problem what is we have we know we have a lot of waste management problem but what's our major palaver what gives us the biggest headache in nigeria when it comes to waste problem shogba, over to you please so shogba, you still there? all right i think shogba is kind is currently kind of having some network issues or so so do you want um what what do you think Nigeria? I would push the question to you. Uh John, what do you think Nigeria's major problem is? What's what is, what's is, causing what's causing what do we what do you think is our major problem? We may know we may not know it but what we may and we may also know it, but what do you think is our major problem? Do you want to you?
2: So I feel I feel um the major problem in Nigeria, as regards to waste management is actually waste collection or let me say waste disposal because we don't have we don't have a good waste recovery system. For example, if I buy a bottle of Pepsi, I have to walk all the way to either my house or I have to get to to the office or where I could find a way to dispose this waste which is not supposed to be so because whenever people whenever people uh, hold on to material that they don't use for long they tend to throw it away to the nearest nearest sites they find and you know that affects the waste management system and another uh, issue is the packaging i know say uh, the toxic packaging that everything Everything with better packaging will sell, but most times we 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 do unnecessary packaging. We do unnecessary packaging, and when we when we tend to realize the cost of these resources that we are using, once once there is like once there is a need to stop using excess material for over packaging, then I guess we would be able to like reduce waste in that aspect so that's like the two things i could talk about now because of
0: that all right thank, thank you very much John. thank you for being time conscious so i think shabu is back on and she'll surely want to share something with us too yeah shabu over to you
1: yes i'm here sorry about the um breaking transition the other time okay. Yeah. Um, so- you know quite a lot about about the major issue then and i'll just like to add like he said I would say the existence of, let me say, policies and sustainable strategies. Because aside, if we had strategies and policies in place, that would show that, okay, companies have to, let me say, they are responsible for the, the, what's it called, the life cycle of their products from the start to the finish. Or we ensure that people are aware and people understand the use and the effects of most of these products then I believe that will go a long way. So aside even, you know, having collection, you know, having the regular LOMA and our waste agencies that collect this waste, if we don't have strategic uses and strategic processes or transformation processes for this waste, then it's really still going to remain in the system. So we're just going to be collecting it, taking it somewhere, dumping it, like we're doing our, like at our dump sites. And then we know how that affects us in terms of climate change and global warming as well. So it's uh i think that problem is one that we should really really tackle thank you
0: all right thank you very much and we um going to have um some things we're going to have uh, some other discussions on the topic and we'll surely dive in and go in deep into the topic but from where i go from what you said we have issues with our waste collection System, we don't collect waste the right way. We don't um, do things. We are not really getting things the right way. Then we, we need to, I think, there are policies, as Shopea said, there are policies, but I don't think they are enforced. or uh, Either we have, there are either two problems with our policies. I'm sure we'll have time to talk about them later. We have like two times, we have like maybe the policies are there and we're not really enforcing them, or the policies are there, the policies are not meant, they are not. They're not meant for Nigerian stratosphere
1: to the economy. They're not meant yes. for us.
0: You get. It. They are not working for us. You get. It. So I'm sure this. We will surely during the series. We'll have time to go into these various um, specifics and dogs. So Jomo wants to say something. We are kind of. We are kind of uh, running out of time, but Jomo wants to pop in something. Just kindly, be very brief. Jomo, over to you. Okay. Okay. Um. Sorry,
2: because of time, I just rush through. Um, it's as regards to population, the increase in population. I feel if the increase in population shouldn't stand as a a a barrier or an hindrance to you know tackling this waste management crisis. Because you know if we can leverage on the on the fact that there's an increase in our population, then we could use the strength to work together to you know tackle the problem. Because if we look at China, China is supposed to be full of trash. The whole country is supposed to be full of trash everywhere you go, but they find a way to manage that. So I feel even with this increase in population, if we can re-strategize, if we could bring up strategies, which we might discuss in the next series, on how we can use the increase in population as our strength in tackling the waste management, and I feel that would help us because as we've gotten to we're about 190 million so if we can use that I feel we're going to go a long way or more safe I don't know we have
0: to go longer. Right. thank you very much, Joa. So today, um, this like we are drawing a curtain on today's episode of this podcast, and it's, it's we've learned a lot from um, what is waste? Why do we consider this resource as waste? What do we cons- how do we consider this item as waste? Then we also talked about um, how waste relates to us in Nigeria, and we talked about how the population. The growth in population, the ever growing growth in population in Nigeria is causing a big problem in Nigeria. And could it be could it be um, one of the factors of our waste management problem? We talked about a lot and we really couldn't go into specifics. We couldn't go and finish everything you get. But now, I want you guys to watch out for... Uh, next series and next episodes that will be coming up after this we're having more people more insight more perspective more knowledge and as our goal at um general climate change initiative our aim is to raise eco-conscious generations not just for generation but generations generations that can also do the same for other generations coming after them so this podcast was brought to you by German climate change initiative a youth-led environmental NGO and we've just told you about our motto and our vision. So um, we'd like to join us next time, uh, probably the same time when we release our podcast and we we really appreciate that you also share this with people so you can also enlighten them as we talked about today as enlightenment and sensitization is one of the key tools in changing the mindset of people towards climate change, towards waste management and towards almost everything. That needs to be changed on it. So, from us here, um, I I wish you had more time to say goodbye, but i just say, I don't want us to do the last words because we will be breaking the, our time limits. So, I just want you to say bye bye and we'll see you next time. So, it's bye bye for me and you can mute uh, and also say everyone bye bye at, at the end of this one. Bye, everyone. Bye bye. 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 Thank you, everyone. Thank you. All
3: right. Bye bye, everybody.
0: Yes. Thank you, Thank you all. Thank it was you. nice having you guys on board. Yeah. All right, bye. It was nice to be on board.